You're listening to a DM podcast. The Cowboys are my team and it's my dream to see them at the top. The Cowboys are my team and it's my dream to see them at the top. G'day guys, welcome to the North Queensland Cowboys NRL Fantasy preview for 2022 now his dream was to see them at the top they finished 15th in 2021 <laughs> haven't had a good track workout for them in the last three years so hopefully that turns around but let's welcome in the crew firstly eddie durham g'day ed g'day mate Looking good there mate and timmy ballantyne shooters back with us as well g'day shoots how's it going bro Going good. Good to see you both. Both looking pretty and ready to do the Cowboys. So, as I mentioned, 15th place in 2021. 2022 gains. We've got Chad Townsend. Spoke to him today as well. He's going to come on the potty in Feb. Peter Hicku, Warriors. Jermaine Tanoa Brown. So, literally all three guys really are from the Warriors. 2022 losses. Michael Morgan retired. Francis Molo, Corey Jensen, Justin O'Neill, Shane Wright, Peter Holler, and David Bowen, he's retired as well. The draw is actually pretty good for the Cowboys. Out of the top eight teams from last year in the first ten games, they only play four of them. So quite light. They've got a good run into the fourth round in the Roosters. That's pretty much their hardest game so far on that. So if they want to improve, they definitely do have the ability to do it. But we've got studs, duds, cashies, trap, city, and player that you would most like to draft tonight. So let's rip in, boys. Nah. How good is this bloke? All right, Ed, so me and you have been going back and forth because we're trying to find this perfect hooker mid-jewel guy, but we've both had a good look at Cotter, Ruben Cotter, that is. He comes in at 500K, break-even at 40, as I did mention, a jewel hooker mid. Where's the value you see in this guy, man? Yeah, I think he's got um, a good bit of value there. It sounds like Lolo's being moved into prop uh, with the idea of Cotter being the starting lock. Now, when Cotter plays in the middle um, in games over 30 minutes, he was averaging 0.9 ppm. Mm. I think he should play at least 50 minutes, which would bring him up to an average of at least 45. And there's a bit of room to increase that if there's a bit more minutes than 50. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a minimum of five points value. And plus that DPP between hooker and mid, which is two of the shooter positions this year, makes it pretty worthwhile. Uh, I'm in on him at the moment. Yeah, it's always good, Ed, right? Because he doesn't... I like guys like him that don't rely on tackle breaks or offloads or anything like that. He just gets through his work, gets through his tackles, does his fair share of runs. Probably, it's one of those things we probably haven't seen him enough at lock to say, or even at hooker, to say that he's in the same class as someone like a Cameron McInnes. But he's... Especially at hooker. If he could have a crack at hooker, he would be tremendous value. Remember yesterday I sent you those details where his interchange numbers are actually better than his starting numbers. So where do we actually want him to play? Like Because he can start, get taken off, or literally start off the bench and come on and literally just play a 50-minute straight. I don't think it matters too much whether he starts or he's off the bench. It's just purely about what the minutes are. Um, the sample size was quite small, so I wouldn't read too much into the difference between off the bench or starting. As long as he gets that 50-plus minutes in the middle, mm. I think he'll be he'll be gold. I think you've got to choose, right, Ed? You've got to either choose him or Kobe, whoever you think is more value to you, right, this year. as you're Kind of like a bit yep. of a second choice in your strategy, right? 
Uh, you, you could you could go both. Um, I'm just going Cotter. I think he'll I think he'll be a bit better than Kobe. I'm not convinced that Kobe will get a 50 plus minute role. And Kobe's PPM is a lot shitter than Cotter's, so Kobe has to have those minutes or he'll be a waste of time. Yeah, for sure. Now, Timmy, moving to you, you've gone for the chat. Now, a lot of people made a lot of good money from him, and he goes up as a dominant halfback. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you definitely did, Ed. So did so did Cole as well. He made a huge amount. 523K he sets in at, break-even of 43. So talk to me about this, his selection as a stud here, Tim. I actually changed my mind today, and I and I. Oh, you thanks for telling me, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was supposed to tell you before we kicked off, but um, I I actually changed him to dud, and then I. <laughs> so you, so I, you've gone from a stud to a dud. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> and then and then I I saw I actually had Valentine Holmes as a dud, and I've gone I've seen something about him yesterday how he's been given a bit of a roaming role at centre, where oh, he's no. been given a bit of a turbo role. And I was like, there, there could be something there, and I'm going to put my reputation on the line. And um, Holmes could uh, could could fit in there somewhere if he gets that centre role and uh, is allowed to roam, and he could he could help you some value there. Timmy, when fullback, and he'll he'll get the DPP <laughs> as well. He hasn't been the same since come back, mate. Timmy, mate, you've been drinking before this. You've been tricked yeah, into this. <laughs> no wonder you lose trades because you're going to have to trade him out straight away. I'm not going to pick him. Why are you talking him up then? I would have rather you thought... stayed with Chad. I reckon you could create a good narrative around Chad just doing every single kick and him taking over the goal kicking and just all sorts of rubbish. Well, Too late now. Off... He already caught him a dud. Oh, what no. puts me off Chad is, is um, the Sharks ruined him basically because he came to the Warriors at the back end of last year and he was terrible. Yeah. I'll tell him you tell you said that, Timmy, personally from you, mate. But, boys, I'll save this. Stud, hammer time. I don't even want to say his name. I'm just going to call him Hammerso. But at 470K and break even at 38, he's another guy that us three have spoken about a little bit, boys. Him confirmed moving fullback with Holmes to centre. The only issue I've got with this is just Todd Payton and his inability to stick with players in different positions and he just likes to experiment and just change things and kill us. That's the only thing I've got with Cowboys players getting chosen this year. The actual NRL coach just likes to kill us. That's the only thing that I've got against him. But with Hammer, he averaged 46 at uh, full back and you think about three games at 80 minutes, he actually averaged 50 and it's only that last game against Manly when he got taken off injured when he was, I think he was on 38 or something after nine minutes. But realistically, those three games, we do have a sample side with his 50 average, 177 metres games, 4.7 tackle breaks. So he'll lose a few points through there, one line break and 0.7 of a try per game. But I can still see, see him being the most destructive member of the Cowboys. We saw what he can do in Origin 3. And those last three games, last four games, sorry, at fullback as well. So I think he's well-priced to make a move. I do see value. I can see a high 40s there for Hamaso. So I see about 10 points value there. So And a dual positioning, which I think will be very, very important during this season. But, Ed, you were right behind this as well, man. Yeah, I don't have him currently, but he's been in and out of my team. I think he'll probably be good for a 45 average or so. So it's pretty good value, especially with that DPP. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now, boys, let's move to duds, and we'll see how many duds Timmy's got on them. No, 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 no. All right, Tim, you put Valentine Holmes, and now he's a stud. Chad's a dud. Like, you're just all over the place. Are we just sticking with those two? or switch them around. <laughs> well, the Cowboys are such a hard team because I, I don't see much value in many of their players just yet. Quarter is about the only one I see much value in. And um, the Hammer, I think I agree with everything you say about the Hammer, PK. But Chad, I, I just don't know if he's got the right team. If he's gone to the right team, I just don't see it going very well for him, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. He's getting plenty of money, though, so I'm sure he'll be laughing all the way to the yeah, bank. He is. That's the best thing about it. Tim, what, Ed, what have you got? Because your dad was Valentine Holmes as well. Nah, my dud was Townie, and his was, and that was supposed to be his stud, but he's ruined that really narrative. Um, <laughs> oh, have you both changed? I'm sure that you put it, Valentine Holmes. No, yeah. um, mine's at Townie. Um, but yeah, break even 43. He was only good last year when he was playing next to Moylan, taking all of the stats. That won't be the case now. Um, he's only going to go backwards. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I've got Jason Tamulolo. He's actually their most expensive player at 620k. It's just that's sad. Hey? Yeah, well, it's one of those things that they seem to not have a great amount of cheapies, and then they don't these mid rangers you just can't trust because again, all this infighting with Todd Payton and him trying to transform him and rebuild you can't really blame him because he's inherited this team as well, so he's trying to put his own mark on this team. But with Lolo, he broke both hands last year. He's coming off a career worst year. It just seemed that maybe he was a little bit unfit. He still got through, like, people saying that his minutes were were just sabotaged. Not really. Like, 59 minutes he averaged last year. It's just his base was off. Right. His base was off, what, when you think in 2020, he averaged 206 metres gained and 31 tackles. That dropped to 154 metres gained and 27 tackles. So... You know, there's been a lot of suggestions. You said at the top of the show about him moving permanently to prop. Does it make much of a difference between prop and lock? Maybe. I think Lolo at prop and Lolo at lock, I think he will play exactly the same as he always plays. Because he's always been, he's always played like a prop. He's not not a ball playing lock. It's one of those things we just bite the bullet when we know that guys like Christian Walsh are going to be so much more consistent. They're in peak. You've got a guy like Stefano who broke out at the end of last year. You think about 600K and where you can spend that. Spend that. I'm not convinced that he can actually average 50. Like, he has a lot of tackle breaks as well. So, for me, my dad, I don't think I played this year. No, 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 no. Is Jason Tamilalo, boys. All right, moving on. Cashy time and Ed, now the young guy, and his name is Jeremiah Nanai. We saw a little bit of sample size in the last year. I think he started the last two games and he got a little bit of bench time as well. He's only young, very, very young. I think he's 18 or 19 years old, but 350K, a break in a break even, excuse me, of 28 and he plays on the edge. What do you know about this guy? Yeah, I think he's pretty good value. Um, there's been a few reports around that he's going to start on the edge for the Cowboys. Um, if that's true, he'll be a really good buy. Because uh, in minutes over 30 last year, he averaged 35 from 63 minutes. You'd think if he starts on the edge, he'd get a minimum of 63 minutes. So at that PPM of 0.55, um, 
time, 65 minutes, that's 36. And there's obviously room to go up further than that if it's more than 65 minutes. So um, starting second row at that price, you can't go too far wrong. I'm surprised you like him, mate. You don't like a bad PPM. How, what's the turnaround, mate? Well, it depends. If it's a bad PPM of a guy coming off the bench for 40 minutes, then it's a big problem. But if it's a guy that's going to play 70 to 80 minutes, the the numbers still add up, and then suddenly it's 36 to 40 points. Yeah. So it's acceptable. Fair enough. You just can't have shit. You just can't have shit PPM and shit minutes. Okay. So if mate, if Topoya Morora does he, if he gets 80 minutes, is he in your team? Oh yeah, he's not going to get 80 minutes, so is he? <laughs> you love him, mate. Yeah, the other guy, one of these two probably will start on the edge when you think about it. And it's, I think it's Helium Lukey. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. 439k break even of 35. We saw him play late as Todd Payton gave both these boys a bit of a crack. He's a local junior from Cairns, 21 years old. Runs a great line. Remember he tried that he scored in front of his family. Very excited boy, and he's huge as well. Quite tall and quite solid. So. Maybe he does have that first grade of body that puts him ahead. Oh, but the other guy's pretty big as well. So I can't, I can't see that. Probably awkwardly priced because of some of the good stuff that he did last year. 439K. He's got a PPM of 0.86. So probably a little bit more up your alley there, Ed. But it's just going to be deciding. He did a three starts on the edge for a 37 average. He got 62 minutes in. So you'd think even with another lot of conditioning over the off season, another preseason under his belt, it probably can continue to improve. Efficiency in his tackles can probably improve too. 30 tackles and three misses. So I can see... And I missed yeah. even more. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with these young guys, like isn't it? Yeah. Trying to get their bodies adjusted, playing those big minutes that they're not used to, and they're not playing a lot of reserve grade as well last year, I'm sure, as well. But I, I can see both guys having a little bit of value. I guess it's one of those things that it does open up a, a bit of a cheap option and an opportunity for someone else, for one of these two boys to get in our teams if... They get that. They stuff. might both start. He yeah. almost chased down Reese Walsh last year as well. You remember that Reese yeah. Walsh? You like Reese still scored, of course, but um, he like it was a link for the field try, and he and he caught him at the end, but just couldn't quite swing him over the over the sideline. Yeah, I remember that one. But you can't. I don't think you can start a twenty-one-year-old and a nineteen-year-old on both edges, can you, Ed? That's a good point. Yeah, I think one or the other. I think one will sit on the on the bench. And he'll be the guy that takes his minutes from the bench, and then the other one will start for sure. Now, Timmy, you've got mate. Have you lost the plot tonight, Cohen Hess? I, I struggled with the Cowboys. Four hundred. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Do you want to get the sack? Bro, why did you even invite him on today? <laughs> he's losing the plot. Uh, oh, he's a bit of a mid ranger. I was just looking because because I think he's going to be playing middle more middle this year, eh? And his stats didn't look too bad in the middle. He only played a handful of games here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, well, eight games there, so half, pretty much half, nearly half the season. Um, his average was 34.8, but uh, he had some okay scores here 44, 46, 52. I think he is a pretty fit man, and he was a gun a few years ago. I think you could see something there. I probably wouldn't pick him myself. <laughs> I probably wouldn't pick any of the Cowboys myself, apart from Cotter. So. Where would he play though? He'll play. He'll play it proper, I think. But um, I think they're going with Lolo and um, probably Jordan. McCain. Oh, who's the, 
Who's that other person? Yeah, Jordan Mc- McLean, yeah. Jordan McLean's past it. No, they're all past it. I think you've been watching tape, game tape from 2017 tonight, Shooter. I, 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 I tell you, I struggled with the Cowboys. Horrible. <laughs> you are on, tell. You are on struggle street, my <laughs> mate. All right, let's move on. Trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch. All right, boys. After your raps of Valentine Holmes, I just think 526k and uh, 42 break even. Like realistically, he really hasn't played great footy since he left the Sharks. Like that transformation of his body, I don't think has ever come back. He's still a great winger. He's proved that at, at origin level. He just doesn't want to play on the wing. And it just seems, well, his wing average is 32, so he's got no value there. His fullback, very, fullback average is 45 so from last year, which isn't bad. And he's based at 188 metres gained and 3.9 tackle breaks. And he's also a goal kicker, but he won't be playing there this year. So centre, we saw a little bit. Last year, where he averaged 29. His last game, a little bit of promise, where he scored a 38. A couple of breakaways where he had 178 metres gained. And that does include four missed tackles and two errors. So he got quite a few demerits in that game as well. So it's not the worst, but it's not the best. And I just don't see any value or any... Just I just can't get behind Val Holmes in the centres with a break-even of 42. There's just way too many cheapies there, I think, this year. His strength would be goal-kicking... Does he play on the right edge with Chad? They had a great combination on the right edge at the Sharks where they won a competition together. So maybe I'm creating a narrative that's not there. But, yeah, I just see Trap City from him. Now, Tim, redeem yourself. You've got Trap City, Jason Tamulolo. This could be your saviour. This could save your career. You can do it, Shooter. I I still think people are going to pick him up because a couple of years ago you'd get JT at that price, you Creaming yourself, aren't you? Yeah. And people will still think, or oh, he will, he can still do it, and they'll pick him up based on. He still had some okay scores last year. He had a new coach. He had a weird year, um, and he's just going to let everyone down. I think that picks him. I'll be quite interested to see his see his um, ownership, but I, I still think it'll be fairly decent. Yeah, I think we've got to get people off the name value of Jason Tamulolo because it's Trap City for me as well. But your Trap City, Ed, you know, I think you've already covered him a touch. Was you just sticking on uh, Chad Townsend? It was, it, it was Val Holmes, but you, you've pretty much just touched on it. Yep. He averages 46 at fullback, but he's not going to be at fullback. He averaged 29 at centre, which is probably where he's going to be playing from what I've heard. Um, can't see any reason why you'd get him apart from... If you're a sucker that just picks people based on their name. Yeah. I just think, given he's only played two games at centre, the sample size is just way too small to take a punt. Like, he's going to need, yeah, a lot of tries to be to be making up any numbers when you consider all the good players that you can pick up in the centres. Yeah. You'd be hard-pressed to put a reasonable argument for him. Yeah. Which I tried. I tried to spin the Sharks <laughs> thing, and I just can't even... So con- I, I, just, I just can't even convince myself. All right, boys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not convinced either. I'm quite horrified with my pick. I think so. That's so cracker. All right, last one, boys. Which means draft time. And now, Eduardo, you've got. Uh, you're just going to keep with your Ruben Cotter play. Uh, basically, the same reasons as Aiken. He's got that useful DPP. Um, he has. Um, 
his price and average from last year is low enough that, again, he's going to be hiding down the order, which means I think you'll be able to pick him up quite late and give you a really, really useful DPP in, um, in draft. Yeah, I'm going the hammer, and I'm backing up what a dude said about the start. And, Ed, you made a good point in thinking the Warriors podcast where you said because of their average, their total average, they fall down the yeah. sheet. But then we know that he's playing fullback. You know, the real serious draft players will know not to just go off the 38, but realistically we're probably looking at a average in those high 40s, maybe even 50s. So I think we can... Not every coach has thinks about stuff like that, though. In every league, there's always a bunch of chumps that just don't understand how to play fantasy that way. So yeah. you'll beat them out. Absolutely. And I, th- I think with his dual positioning, I think you can make him a steal in the round, around that pick six. So keep him up your sleeve. Yeah. But I don't even know what to say about you, Timmy, tonight, because you are. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to swing this for you, for me, but the player you would love to draft is Jason Tamulolo. <laughs> My thinking behind that was you don't want to pay any money for him in classic, but you might think, oh, he might do all right. Like, uh, he could be okay, so I'll pick him up, pick him up sort of mid rounds. And um, some some chump will pick him up early because of his name. Maybe we should. We should change this. You know what, Tim? We should do to make this better for you. We should change this question to the player you would love your mate to draft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, I struggled. I'm telling you. That's one of those things. uh, What do you think, boys? Seriously, where do you project Jason Tammy Lolo? That's probably a better thing to do, Tim. About fifty. You think he's actually going to hit fifty? Yeah, but that still gives you no value anyway. Yeah, Tim. Well, so that does give you value in draft. Yeah, yeah. That's that was where my thinking was going. Like, I don't want to pay that much money for him and him average that in classic. But money doesn't matter in draft. So, like, if he's getting fifty for you in draft, where you're probably going to have a few not so good scorers, that's probably good value. Yeah, you know what? I see this guy probably projecting around forty five, forty six. So he's the perfect guy, especially when you need someone else. Behind you, sit next to the mate that you know might draft him, and you just keep persuading him to do it. And then he takes him off the board. You don't have to worry about him. But in saying that, I would take him if he was there and pick five or six. I think it, it, you would get. At least you know he's got a little bit of a track record. Again, a little bit like Valentine Holmes. I'm failing to create a good enough narrative to support the case for Jason Tamulolo. But yeah, just convince your mates, boys. Convince your mates. I just think it's one of those things where you don't got to worry about the money and what he costs, so why not? <laughs> You'd have to worry about a trade either, Shooter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, with, with, with those extra trades this year, it really is the Shooter rule because not only are they giving us the extra trades, they, they don't give them to you until like round 20 or so, so they're not letting fucking Shooter have them. So they're making him. That's what I mean. You should. Perfect. This is Taylor made. Timmy usually comes out of the blocks real hard. Like he's usually top five hundred every year for the first ten rounds. Then he falls into a bit of trouble because he makes twenty trades over that time. We'll have to make a rule where I have to bring my trades to a board first, and like I have to be allowed to do them before I make the trade. Why don't you do this, Tim? On the you know how you 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 know your wife's team. You're the assistant coach. Why don't you not trade for like that 
team just for like eight or nine rounds, just see it through. And I think you might do something. I might just use all my trades. I might just use my trades on her account and then I just don't, won't do them on mine. <laughs> it, is, it is like, it is a bit of an addiction. So I'm w- willing to see it through. No doubt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the North Queensland Cowboys. We'll be back in a couple of days' time for another preview with the boys. I'll be previewing uh, the Bulldogs and we've got the Broncos as well with these two boys. So stick around for that. But for, not, for thank you for tuning in and we'll check you on the next podcast. 